Are you guilty? Not of evidence tampering. I would never do that. Of anything else? Anything I ever did. You put me in front of an unbiased judge, I walk away clean. You put me in a courtroom with a grand jury, anything can happen. So are you going to testify? I'm not sure what choice I have. Well, some dickhead once told me that when they put a gun to your head, it's not just give in or be killed. There are 146 other options. You'll figure something out. Suit season one, episode 11 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about rules of the game, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sesternino, back here with the captain to my Tennille. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm good. Rob, you, you look ding. dashing today. Thank you. Yeah, you look like James Bond. Like James, Wait, which like, one? James Lazenby? Uh, George Lazenby? No, we don't know what Lazenby brings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. That's that's, that's oh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, very suave. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just talked about him on one of the other uh, Nothing But Netflix movies, uh, where he was like the father-in-law, where he was the bank robber. Oh God, I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, what, what was that called? The in-laws. The, in- the outlaws. Outlaws. The outlaws. Yes. yes. Go check out Nothing But Netflix and our coverage of the outlaws with uh, Rob's own <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Okay, so a jam-packed episode of Suits, uh, the penultimate episode of season one. Can you believe it? Tomorrow we'll be back to wrap up the season one of Suits. We're here. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like we just started this. We just which, started. Yeah, People which said is we couldn't cool. do it. Okay, we should Not, have a party like, tomorrow. Rob- this is kind of cool because if we were doing this weekly, we'd be doing this for 10 years. And mm-hmm. so for, for this to be, you know, daily, it really feels like we're moving through the season very quickly and the coverage very quickly. I kind of like it. We're in the flow of things. OK, so yeah. uh, here we are at the end, uh, closing in on the end of uh, season one. But we got some mm-hmm. uh, big things uh, happening in this episode. We got to meet Harvey's Harvey, who is in some legal hot water. Turns out not such a great guy. Harvey's Harvey. Uh, Uh, We got to see, really, it turned into what was supposed to be Harvey versus Lewis, ultimately a battle of Mike versus Lewis to help dissolve the warring sisters. And then some uh, intrigue, romantic intrigue uh, with Rachel going on a double date with Mike and Jenny. And we see how uh, that works out. But I guess let's start with Harvey and Cameron. And in this episode, uh, we get to meet one of uh, Harvey's former mentor, uh, a guy by the name of Cameron Dennis, who is the former DA. Nobody seemed to really know this part of Harvey's backstory, that he was a- an assistant to the DA. No, later on, we see that Rachel and um, and Mike are going to do their Googles to try to find out more information about Harvey's time as the assistant DA. And they find out that he's been hiding it from people. Uh, he has not been putting it on his resume. And uh, they found some pictures of Harvey from back when he was, you know, in mm-hmm. that realm. It wasn't the sharp Harvey that we know today. The new Harvey's very flashy, very rich. That guy was a public servant and he looked like it. Yeah. And Cameron Dennis uh, shows up. Uh, Gary Cole, he's a guy who's in uh, so many things, but I think that he's the guy. uh, Is he the boss in Office Space? It's like, uh, yeah, we're going to need you to work Saturday if you could. Uh, That'd be great. 
Yeah. Oh my God, it's Bill Lumberg. <laughs> oh my God. I did how did I not realize that was Bill Lumberg until right now? Mm-hmm. I just kept seeing the guy from Dodgeball. Um, so yeah, uh, this is wow. Okay, Gary Cole. I kind of like Gary Cole. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was very excited to see him in this role. He's in a million things. Uh if you look yeah, at his IMDB, if you just uh, just scroll and scroll and scroll, and he's just a guy who's been everywhere and been in uh so many things. But I think office space is probably what he's uh best known for. Uh he's in uh, Talladega Nights also. Yeah, I'm not a big Will Ferrell. Yeah. Like I like I like I like Will Ferrell just as, but not as much as the next guy. I think uh Okay, so here's the thing. His movies put me to sleep. All of them. Oh. It's something about his voice is soothing. It, it just is. I can remember it. it took me like seven times to finish Talladega Nights, and that's probably on the low end for other movies. And I it's, look, before you start yelling at me, people, I like the movie. It's just that once Will starts speaking and there's the sweet nothings, it just lulls me into sleep. I'm sorry. It's just what it is. Yeah, Talladega Nights is not my favorite favorite of all of them, but they, it does have its moments. But anyway, uh, let's uh, talk about Cameron Dennis and he shows up and it's like, oh, hey, Harvey, we should get dinner. Me and you. Let's catch up. Got my guy. Yeah, accidentally on purpose bumps into him. You know, uh, we just like, oh, just happened to see you here. It's been, what, several years since I've run into you? Let's get dinner. Tell Jessica I said so. So you got to come. So Harvey's like, okay, cool. But yeah, this is where Harvey gets a lot of his Harvey-isms. We find out that that's where he gets to never go to court. Winning is winning. You know, these are the, the things that we know that come, you know, directly from Harvey's mouth. But this is the person who trained him up to be the Harvey that we know and love today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Harvey, you know, has reverence for Cameron Dennis, but he also seemed to learn, okay, Cameron Dennis is not such a great guy. I I need to disassociate myself from him, but he has, he's fiercely loyal to him. He is. He's loyal to him, but you can tell something's up. So Harvey goes to meet with uh, with Cameron for, you know, dinner or whatever they were supposed to do. And he runs into another person that he hasn't seen in a while, Alexandra Leeds. And she intercepts him and just kind of hits him with the, hey, it's funny seeing you here. Oh, you used to work for the mm-hmm. uh, district attorney, right? Yep, it's me. Oh, well, she works for the attorney general's office and she has questions about Cameron Diaz. Uh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Dennis and um, Cameron Diaz. Oh my God. Yeah, Cam- Cameron Diaz. Cameron Dennis. I have questions and, about um, Cameron Diaz. What is she up to? Yeah, what is she up to? Maybe she's in one of these episodes of Suits. We gotta get lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, Cameron D- Dennis is being investigated by the Attorney General's office, and Harvey might have some insight into it because apparently Cameron has uh, been accused of burying evidence. Uh, and some of the old cases, including the ones that Harvey was involved with. And so she's going to have Harvey subpoenaed um, to talk about this because he doesn't want to talk about it due to his loyalty to Cameron. Apparently Cameron Diaz is like out of the public eye. Uh, I mean, at some point, you know, you kind of want to speak to yourself. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe if they make another Shrek movie, we might see her or hear hear her. That's it. Yeah. We're only doing Shrek voice work these days. She's just Fiona, and that's just fine. That's just Fiona. Yeah. Also, yeah, the uh, woman who is investigating uh, Cameron Dennis, uh, Alexandra Leeds, is like, boy, Harvey, you won every single case. That's an incredible record. Uh, isn't, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Funny funny that you won every single case, in and in, in we're basically looking at this man, your mentor, for cheating in mm-hmm. these cases. And so, yeah. Mark, maybe your record isn't so good. How How important is winning to you, Harvey? Yeah, and how would you like a subpoena? 
Yeah, I got one of those for you. If you don't want to talk about your mentor, we're going to make you talk about mm-hmm. him. And so this is seconds before Harvey goes and sits down with his mentor. And so very quickly, Harvey realizes, you didn't just run into me earlier, mm-hmm. right? Like, you, you've been All waiting. All right, well, you got me. You got me. <laughs> He's like, Harvey, you're never on time, so I had to stand there for 11 minutes waiting on you, but you weren't as late mm-hmm. as I thought you would be. Yep. Harvey lets Cameron know, I'm not going to perjure myself for you, Cameron Dennis, of all people. I'm not going to do perjury for you. Right. I'm not throwing myself under the bus, but I'm also, I mean, I'm not throwing you under the bus because you're my guy, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you be doing stuff and I know about it. I ain't lying for you. So if it comes down to it, it's your ass. Yeah. Uh, Cameron just wants to make sure that Harvey knows that this is an election year. You know, like they just want me off the stand, off the stand. Famously big election year, 2011. You know, right. Big election year in 2011. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is this is when they want Cameron out. And so they're they're just using this. This is all a ploy to get him out of office. Um, but he also warns Harvey that and if something does come up with my name in it, it could taint your work too. That uh undefeated record might not look so great if they start opening up cases. Harvey just yeah. throwing that out there. Part of the intrigue of this episode is uh that Donna hates. Cameron Dennis so much. Uh, she's like, she calls him the Antichrist. She is like uh, completely, uh, she has no reverence for Harvey. Uh, for yeah, Harvey's anti- mentor, for Harvey's Harvey. <laughs> the uh, the Antichrist was definitely something that got thrown around a, long, a lot of times around the 2008 to 2012 mm-hmm. uh, when it well, came to elections and stuff. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was interesting from Donna because we've never really heard Donna's opinion about any of Harvey's dealings, you know, but she's very clearly anti this guy. And you would think if this guy is the guy who made Harvey the guy that she knows and loves, that, you know, maybe he wouldn't be so bad. But she says, hey, I would have thrown him under the bus a long time ago and I wasn't going to follow you down the dark path that Cameron was leading you on. Yeah. So this is the first time we see that him and Donna are not on the same page. And then Jessica is involved with this. Apparently like Jessica, we get the backstory that Jessica paid for Harvey to go to law school, but then she wanted him to get some kind of trial experience. So then she kind of set him up in Cameron Dennis's office and then comes back, uh, you know, Harvey comes back to her and now she's finding out all of this uh, stuff that was going on. He's like, "What, Harvey, why didn't you tell me? He's like, well, I thought I thought those were the lessons you wanted me to learn. She's like, no, that she's wasn't like, no. what I wanted you to learn there. Absolutely not. So Harvey's working for Cameron and he's seeing Cameron do some shady stuff. And he's like, I could mention this, but maybe my mentor, Jessica, sent me here because she knew this guy was doing shady stuff and she wanted me to learn you know, kind of watching him. Uh, maybe that's what she was going for. So I'm just never going to say anything about it because maybe Jessica kind of dirty too. And so Jessica like, no, to be very clear, that is not why I sent you there. I sent you there to get some trial, you know, experience under your belt. Mm-hmm. Now, we do find out that Harvey only goes to trial 147 uh, times out of his, what, 1,000 cases that came across his desk while he was there. So he got some experience, but probably not as much as he would have if he wasn't under the the tutelage of somebody whose uh, ideals was never go to trial. Yeah. So Harvey ends up getting deposed. Is that the right word? Yeah. The deposition is happening while he's sitting in the, on the stand. The woman's trying to intimidate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Alexandra Leeds is trying to grill him. And Jessica is like, keeps she's trying to run interference so he doesn't have to ultimately say anything on the tape. 
And then basically uh, that they're trying to imply that Cameron Dennis tampered with a lot of the evidence falsifying DNA records and all sorts of things. Uh, And this is like not looking very good for Cameron Dennis. No, but it's also not looking good for Harvey because Harvey's being put on the stand. And if he has to answer the question, did you know that this was happening? He might have to tell the truth and Mm -hmm. that could look very bad on him. Um, And so he needs to figure out what to do. Jessica obviously tells him to just plead the fifth right here. Mm -hmm. We're just going to opt out of this line of questioning. But it's coming down to the wire where maybe if Harvey did know know something about this, that he might actually have to either, you know, rat Cameron out or perjure himself. And we know he's not going to do that. Um, So... Uh, I believe they have to go meet with Je- uh, with Alexandra again. And this time, she's very clear. We got the evidence. Uh, he cheated on his cases, but he also cheated on yours, uh, Harvey. So you're a part of maybe some cases that um, you could get disbarred for mm-hmm. if you participated in. And so now, uh, you know, I think he's got the gun to his head again. Yeah. So... Mike uh, talks to Harvey and reminds Harvey about what he had said to him about uh, having the proverbial uh, gun to your head. What do you do? Uh, There's 146. He went to trial 147 times, but there's 146 ways out of that situation. Harvey Mm -hmm. goes to Cameron and basically uh, tells him about how, like, why, you know, why did you tell me about all this stuff that you, what did you do to Hector uh, Incavita? Avelia. Hector Avelia. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, come on. Uh, Come on. These juries. You know how it goes, Harvey. Right. They were guilty. I just, look, if if they had all the evidence, then they probably would have said that this man could not have been guilty or it would have been a mistrial or something like that. So I just got rid of all of that so we can make sure we put the guilty people away. Um, And so Cameron's issue with Harvey here is that Harvey... I shouldn't even be in this position anyway because you were supposed to be district attorney. But no, you wanted to go be flashy Harvey with the money and the gelled hair. And so, uh, yeah, you can't look at me like this is my fault when you just didn't want to step into your obvious role. So Harvey can make a uh, a deal and get away with this. I guess uh, I guess he tells Cameron, like, go make a deal with the uh, with the attorney general. It's the election year. They want you out. You're fighting a, a losing battle. Just go make the deal. Uh, and so that's his goal here. He feels like if Cameron goes and just said, look, I'll step down and, you know, I'll get immunity or something like that, you know, then he can move forward and nobody has to be the wiser. Yeah. And um, we also saw that Donna has like some key evidence also that she's been holding on to that she gives to Jessica. So basically, um, even if. Harvey's uh, doesn't doesn't go along with what they want to do. They still have enough evidence to go after Cameron. Is that correct? Yeah, Donna would never throw Harvey under the bus, but she's got some information that you know. Listen, if it if things get too real for Harvey, we got the you know the the, the escape hatch here. So she gives it to Jessica because Donna's never liked Cameron. She said he didn't treat his underlings good, and Jessica does, and so he knows that she knows that she she's not that kind of girl. Mm-hmm. So she's like, hey, Cameron. He sucks. Here you go. But do not tell Harvey I did this because he'll never forgive me mm-hmm. for this kind of thing because um, this is very underheaded. So Jessica ends up taking that information to Cameron and she knows that he cut a deal, which is what Harvey asked him to do. But we find out that 
the deal was to throw Harvey under the bus so that he can walk away scot-free and, you know, not be district attorney anymore. Um, and so Jessica's new deal is you need to go renegotiate mm-hmm. that, leave Harvey out of it, or people are going to get the contents of this folder that Donna gave me. The balls on this guy that he's going to say that Harvey is the one that falsified all this evidence. Yep, get out of here. They're looking for a, a pound of flesh, and he's about to give it to mm-hmm. him at the expense of Harvey, who is really going to bat for him. Yeah. And so, yeah, we Nobody's see Nobody's going to believe really that, right? I'm, why wouldn't they? Harvey knows about it. He, he, he's got to get up there and perjure himself or tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he been lying up to this point or mm-hmm. pleading the fifth. And if this guy takes the deal, it won't matter what, her, what Harvey says. Uh, so he'll have to admit to something. He really has Harvey over a barrel if... Uh, Jessica doesn't come up with this information. So luckily, mm-hmm. Jessica and Donna have his back. Yeah. Okay. So Jessica tells him, like, uh, take a new deal and then step down. And then he ultimately does that. But Harvey is uh, really upset about, like, learning about all this evidence. He's going through all the case files. Uh, he learns that he put an 18-year-old man uh, in jail uh, that was Clifford Danner and that he's has spent his entire adult life in jail uh, and he was innocent because Cameron Dennis falsified the evidence and Harvey ends the episode telling us that he's going to go and work on this and presumably we will see about that in the season finale. Yeah, uh, this is the big case now. Harvey has done a bad thing. He did not know that Clifford Danner was guilty, but based on his research, now that he knows the evidence has been buried, he sees it, he's made a mistake. He won a case that he should not have won. And so now he has to go undo the things that were done. Okay, so while all this is going on, what really starts out as Jessica trying to sort of mediate this uh, succession type situation between this family that was like ran a newspaper and then there are two sisters and they're fighting over the assets. One of the sisters is going to be represented by Harvey. The other sister is going to be represented by Lewis. And so this is a great setup for some good Harvey versus Lewis, they end up making a bet versus each other. And Harvey's so confident that uh, when Lewis is trying to bet Mike, Harvey doesn't even want anything from Lewis. No. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Lewis wants Mike for like 10 days. And uh, Harvey's like, okay, that's fine. I'll figure out what I want from you later on. It's not that important. He's really uh, distracted by that yeah. DA case that he's doing, right? He's not but really Mike's worried like, about You're it. You're betting me for nothing? Yeah, Harvey's like, yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Harvey lands on, well, okay, I want Lewis's play tickets. He got tickets to Nixon in China, and I want it. I want that because I just don't want Lewis to have it. And Rob, this completely mirrors the case that they're handling with these sisters because yeah. one of the sisters wants this tabloid. She's, uh, you know, they're d- dividing up their rights of uh, or the re- rewards or whatever from her her dad. And so the one sister really wants this tabloid. The other sister just doesn't want that sister yeah. to have the tabloid. She doesn't care what happens. But she, as long as the other sister doesn't get what she wants, she's fine. And yeah. so here's Harvey saying the same thing. It's a fun mirror because one of the sisters is saying to Harvey, it's like, uh, could you ever imagine somebody who's just jealous of you for no good reason. Uh, He's like, yeah, I could. Uh, And then the other sister saying to Lewis, like, could you imagine that the the, uh, being around somebody that everybody thinks is so great and you know, isn't like that great of a person? He's like, yes, exactly. Like I'll get you everything that you want. Right. And Lewis is driven by jealousy as well. So the two of them put their jealous hats together and they really come at this case to try to uh, to try to take down Harvey and the sister that he's uh, assigned to. But Harvey just uh, just 
outsources this to Mike. She, uh, Mike, you handle this. I'm about to go. And so now it's Mike versus Lewis. And we give, I will, I say we, I give Lewis a hard time about being a mega hater a lot, but he is really good at what he does. And Mike is still learning. And so we see Lewis pretty much put Mike through the ringer in this mm-hmm. episode. He's, he's one step ahead of him, if not three steps throughout the entire uh, episode. Yeah. And Lewis, I think, is insulted because Harvey's distracted. He says, okay, Mike, you just take care of this. And Lewis is like, wait, Harvey's not working on this? He thinks you can beat me? And he's wrong. He's mm-hmm. definitely wrong, you know. Uh, and maybe Mike should be able to beat Lewis in this moment because he knows exactly what Lewis's client wants. Lewis just doesn't want you to get the tabloid. That should be enough for you to be able to work around. But because this is Mike, he's making some really some rookie mistakes. Rob, did you catch when Mike used the fax machine to send off some information to one of the sisters? Um, Go on. So, so Mike goes to the fax machine, and we see the fax machine being a pivotal part in this episode for sure. Yeah. But he sent a, a, a fax um, to, uh, I guess, to one of the siblings about um, about the the acquisition of the tablet, right. right? And so Lewis uh, finds this out because he uses the fax code, it's, and I'm just like. Mike, we already saw this episode. We literally saw the episode where uh, Rachel got fired because the fax codes yes, can get tracked. Yes. Yeah. Mike, what are you doing? Even I know you don't send the facts anymore. We've we've been through this. What mm-hmm. you, I learned that two episodes ago. Sir, you went to fake law school. You should know this. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, Mike thinks, okay, well, now I can trick Lewis into thinking that these faxes really matter and set up a whole fake fax situation using Donna and the fax whisperer. whisperer. Yeah. Exactly. But Lewis is like, no. Obviously, I passed that. That was like the first level of defense. Now he's moved on. He's made the tabloid not so important anymore. Yeah. And so based on his dealings, the tabloid is going to cost a lot of money to run. And he's got uh, Mike overpaying fi- by 50% to keep this tabloid yeah. up and running. And so Lewis wins handedly. It's not even close. Yeah, well, Mike attempted to do Harvey's crown jewel strategy that we saw mm-hmm. from the hotel saga a couple episodes ago where that, okay, well, the one sister really just wants the tabloid. Okay, she can have it. What we'll do is we'll take like the key assets and then we'll all leave and then we'll just go start a new newspaper and then basically that's going to be like uh, the the key people and we'll start a new company. Lewis realized, okay, that's something out of Harvey's playbook. And so he locked everybody up for like uh, employment contracts and say, you know, of course, we're all on the same team. We're all working together. So I just took care of that. So to make sure that we're all, uh, every everything is good. So really Lewis, it just cuts off Mike at every single pass. And Harvey and Mike knew this. Lewis goes and tells them exactly what he did. He said, I went ahead and locked up those contracts. It's all good, right? And Harvey's like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Mike, handle this. And Mike's like, okay, cool. So he still goes along with the original plan of let's sell the let's sell the newspaper. Let's buy, let's buy it. Let's switch this up, start a new company or whatever, a new tabloid, and move forward. But Lewis wrapped up these employee negotiations so much to where financially it doesn't make any sense to run that tabloid anymore. So this person is not only paying more for a tabloid than they would have ever paid for it, but it's also going to cost so much to run it that the sister who doesn't want her to have the tabloid can now just watch her fail at trying to manage and finance the tabloid, which honestly, for somebody driven by jealousy, it's probably a little bit better. Like you think you got what you want. But did you? Yeah. I get to watch you fail. Oh, yeah. Lewis wins, and it's not even close. And the ultimate insult to the injury is like, all right, so I guess uh, you won Mike. And Lewis is like, I, I don't even want him. Why would I, I want this guy? What? He sucks. Mike sucks. 
Yeah. He's awful. He didn't see this coming a mile away. Everyone else did, you know. Uh, so Lewis ends up winning Mike and then allowing him to just farm him out to other people. He's like, oh, yeah, Mike, I got you for 10 days, but I don't got you. You cannot be trusted with my work. So go do uh, briefs for somebody. Uh, come back and let me know when you're done. Okay. So now he's just uh, doing paperwork for the rest of the year. Now, in the, fairness to Mike days. Chappelle, maybe his eye was a little bit off the ball because he's got a lot going on in his personal life with Rachel. The episode starts off where he's with Jenny and Jenny's been thinking a lot about what happened at the end of the last episode where Lewis said, oh, all those ladies nights with Rachel. So Jenny says, oh, you know, Mike, I think it would make me feel better. We should go on a double date with uh, me, me and you and Rachel and whoever she's seeing. Mike, this is get this is a terrible idea. Why does he agree to this? You couldn't think of it. There are 146 things you can do when a person has a gun to your head and you couldn't figure out one way out of this one. This Mm -hmm. is nuts. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Let's go have a double date with the girl you told me not to worry about. And undisclosed partner who we'll find out about later. You know, like, that's weird. And Rachel's like, okay, Mike, let's do it. And then I'll, I'm will i going to destroy also you also. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so she's going to go on the date with Kyle, the guy from the mock trial, like this, uh, like a little, like mini Mark Sanchez. And so she is going to go off with, with Kyle, but, you know, does she just do this because, okay, I know that this will be the person that will make Mike the most in a blender if I go with Kyle. Yeah, of course she does. And she knows it and she's right. Yeah. Because when, when Kyle and is Mike this are toxic, alone, Chappelle, like are, are Rachel and Mike toxic? toxic? Like, are, are they like uh, the 2011 Gino and Jasmine? Look, I think that, <laughs> whoa, that's a lot. Um, But considering what we know about uh, Mike, as far as Jessica's concerned, maybe it's not that uh, just not inaccurate. But I think that this is crazy. I think that everything about Rachel to this point has been toxic when it comes to Mike. She obviously knows this man is dating someone. She does not care. She makes se- sexual innuendos at, at him at work. When he gave her the time of day, when he was actually trying to pursue her, she had no interest in him. But now all of a sudden his girlfriend shows up with the suit and he, she just is all over him. She's got to kiss him and stuff. And he plays ball. He kisses back. I'm not going to throw this all at the feet of her, but she is definitely more uh, more than active in trying to break up whatever he's got going on in his happy yeah. home. Mike, did um, I tell you I'm not wearing underwear today? Yeah, Mike, remember that time I went to Greece and had sex? You want to talk mm-hmm. about it? You know, mm-hmm. she's always touching on him and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, where's HR? Um, but yeah, she picked Kyle because it would piss Mike off. We see a moment where Kyle and Mike are sitting at the table and you know, Mike's like, so Kyle, how long have y'all been dating? And Kyle's like, <laughs> you know, we bonded a little bit after I beat you that time, you know, <laughs> and I plan on violating her ethics all tonight. It was like, what is what yeah, the hell is what, that? What, what's wrong with you, Kyle? Go to hell, Kyle. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Meanwhile, Rachel is talking to Jenny like, so you and Mike, Kyle, yeah. what's that about? <laughs> so, look, I think Jenny's got some interesting stories, Chappelle, that they're talking about like, oh, what's your worst dating experience? And she talks about how like, well, like there were these two identical twins and they were both trying to get with me and then they were switching and there was like some kind of experiment. And then Rachel's like, well, what did you do? And Jenny's like, well, it turns out they weren't exactly identical twins. Really, Rachel? I mean, really, Jenny. And, and of course, Kyle, not to be outdone, is like, so you had sex with Bubba? Yes, Kyle. Yes, mm-hmm. Kyle. That's the point of the story, dummy. Um, but yeah, Jenny's Jenny's Jenny had a wild life at some point, and that includes uh 
kissing her boyfriend's uh, best friend when they were still together. Um, and so Rachel kind of looks at this as like, oh, that's interesting because I definitely kissed your boyfriend while y'all were together. But mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm not going to tell you. Um, but yeah, Rachel's moving dirty here. And it's apparent that it's getting to Mike because he reacts. He sees Kyle kind of, uh, you know, being a little bit closer to Rachel than he would have liked. And he speaks up for Rachel, like, get on for her. She doesn't like you like that. She, and she, she's, get your damn hands off her. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, Get off of my girlfriend. I mean, my work wife. And Jenny, like, I caught you. Ha. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. You can't have us both. You need to pick. You need to choose what you want. Either you want me or you want Rachel, but you can't have it both. So I see the way you look at her. It's the way you used to look at me when I was with Trevor. And that makes me start to be like, okay, well, maybe Mike is the problem. Yeah, Mike's got a wandering eye. You know, every time every time somebody is locked up or he like, look, anytime somebody's with someone and Mike wants to be with that person, he's gonna give them the doe-eyed Mike expression. So he's probably been working Rachel as well. Like, yeah. oh, you're with you're with Kyle now. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me give you the Mike gaze. And so uh that's probably what's happening here. But yeah, he has a, he has to choose. And he chooses to tell Rachel, unhand me, woman. I'm I am taken, I am spoken for. Jenny and I are together, and you can't keep sexually harassing me. I I don't want you like that. Because when I wanted you, you didn't want me. And so Rachel says, fine. Then call somebody else to be a paralegal. Go find daddy. another paralegal. All right. Which definitely sounded horrible. Like, Rachel, do you hear you? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why these work romances are, are frowned upon. That's frowned upon. That's right. That's yeah. right. Lewis has these rules for a reason. All right, so yeah, a lot of intrigue going into the season one finale uh, that Rachel and Mike tilting towards, won't they? And ultimately, you know, we know what Harvey wants to do. He wants to go and help out the man, Clifford Danner, who uh, has been to jail for the last uh, 12 years or something like that. So a lot going on here as we head into uh, the Suits season one finale. Chappelle, who gets the Liddy? I don't know. This is a tough one. This is a tough one because Harvey does should not get credit for this. He no. was about to go to jail. Um, I, Mike lost to Lewis. Yeah. He did, does does Donna get the lady? Um, no, I, I feel like Lewis gets it. Okay, Lewis got. I mean, it. I'll but hear the case for Mike. Donna. Donna saved Harvey. I mean, that's pretty much. Yes, what I'm I guess for. so. The man was going to jail. He was about to go to jail. She is the fact whisperer. She is the facts whisperer. She helped Mike, even though he lost. Um, but Lewis, Lewis beat up Mike. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean. But I don't really think that's, it's like, uh, you know, shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. I feel like that Donna gets an assist. But for me, I feel like that on the Lewis scale, I mean, Lewis did not screw up. He didn't get beat by Harvey. He didn't do anything that was like, uh, yes, he didn't did things that were underhanded, but he beat Mike at the own game that he was trying to play. Yeah, I, I don't know, because for me, it didn't feel like Lewis was very satisfied with the victory. He seemed, that's why I don't want to, that's why I want to like, I want to nope. give it to him because he definitely won. But he felt like, it felt like a hollow victory for him. To me, I feel like that this was, that he wanted it to be a victory. And he wanted, yeah. and and Harvey was trying to say like, hey, uh, we both win. He's like, this is a win for you? Come on. Right. Like I want, like, I want. Like he, I think he wanted to see Harvey really taking it worse, and Harvey wouldn't right. give him that satisfaction. Exactly. That's one. Like Lewis, did Lewis really get what he wanted? Like, like he won, but at what cost? You know, I think he wants mm-hmm. he wants Harvey to respect him and to see him. I, you know, I'd make the case to share the Liddy, co Liddy, you know, co Liddy, because I can't, I can't, we cannot undersell that Donna literally saved Harvey from prison. Okay. All right. 
I'll, I'll allow it. Uh, let's see if the yes. listeners, uh, how they uh, yeah, react to that. Okay. Yeah. Let's, I'll ask the people on Twitter at suit pod. So if you're following us on Twitter, uh, you'll see this poll. If you're not following us, follow at suits pod, uh, where I will ask the question, who gets the Liddy for this episode? Uh, is it the, the Lewis Liddy or is it the Donna Liddy? Okay. Now we said, if you all show up, and get mm-hmm. us to 100 ratings on Apple Podcasts. We were going to start the Suits Yourself Facebook group. And you know what? We're over 100. You did it. Took 11 episodes, but we're here. Thank you all so much for uh, the early support of this podcast. So go on Facebook. You want to be in our Facebook group? Talk about all of these episodes that we'll post each episode there in the Facebook group. So then we can get feedback there also on each day's episode that you can search for Suits Yourself and we'll be in there and uh, post your Suits memes and and gifts and try to keep it spoiler free for the stuff that we haven't gotten to yet. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Let's meet some of the Suits firm. Let's do it because the Suits firm on Twitter has been active. We got some feedback from uh, at Miss Dracaris that says, can we track the times that they shoddily blur out the CN Tower in the background of or other Toronto landmarks in the scenes? Uh, she's from the greater Toronto area and has lived there. And so it's so noticeable when she watches this. It's comical. This is New Toronto, York Ronto, as they will. Uh, Rob, as a New Yorker, does this not even feel like New York to you? No, it's hard for me. I, I'm not like a New York City person, so maybe you'd have to ask uh, Sam Moore if uh, he identifies any of the landmarks. Any from Jersey. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, transplant. Um, also, April on Twitter uh, tagged SuitsPod and me uh, to say, I noticed Lewis's desk photos this episode, and it was cracking me up, too. They're so ridiculous. And so that's at, at Apes2342 if you want to see some of these still shots of uh, Lewis's photos of himself on his desk. Yes, and they are very much uh, Lewis lit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it's exactly what you would expect from someone like Lewis. Yeah. All right. Um, going back to episode 11 feedback, go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback. Uh, so Sarah wants to know, have we talked about how Lewis has pictures of himself in his office? That's that's yeah, yes. Uh, yes. I, I need to add some pictures of myself to my desk. David Schwartz, uh, our number one contributor on the feedback form, says, what would it take for Chappelle to turn on Rob? Uh, Chappelle, would you, w- w- I mean, would you give me up in a deal? Rob, what do you think? I mean, I hope not. I, what do you think? Mm, I, I don't think so. I don't think Chappelle's okay. a snitch. I, look, Rob, in all our dealings, I think I've been pretty uh, clear mm-hmm. where I stand. Uh, off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Off a cliff. All right. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, and that's episode 11. And then uh, we'll come back tomorrow and wrap up season one of Suits. And uh, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Look It'll at be us. great. Yeah, almost done. Almost done. All right, Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? At Chappelle's underscore show. All right, I'm at Rob Sestrino. Looking forward to coming back tomorrow for our finale of season one. Can't believe it. See you in the Facebook group. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.